0: Hello and welcome to University Challenged with me, Tony Kent. My guest for this episode is Aquia Piaget. She is a cloud solution architect at Microsoft, and she's also a young carer. And her story is absolutely fantastic. So I'm not going to muck around this time. No, no. I'm going to hand you right into the conversation. I know you're going to love it. Hi, Aquia. Hey, Tony. Thank you very much for agreeing to join me for this episode of University Challenged. Thank
1: you for having me here. It's a great opportunity.
0: Well, well, I'm excited uh, because I already know a little bit about you. But for the listeners today and the listeners to come, could you say who you are and what the job is that you do today?
1: Yep. So um, my name is Aquia. I am 23 years old and I am a cloud solution architect degree apprentice at Microsoft. Fantastic,
0: and um, I, was, <laughs> I was at Microsoft, oh my goodness, I left 10 years ago, no I'm <laughs> there, like 20 years ago, wow, um, and I'm really interested about your route into the organisation, yeah. um, but before we go on that journey, um, what are your recollections of secondary school?
1: It's so interesting question (laughs) um secondary school memories so in secondary school I was was quite hyper like Mm -hmm. quite hyper quite talkative quite crazy um so had a good time in that aspect but I was also a bit lost in like who I was um self-confidence wise low self-esteem etc so yeah secondary school was a bit of bit of both, a bit of like being a child and just having fun, but also trying to figure out myself and who I am and what my values are and what I want to stand for. Okay. And um, where in the country did you go to school? So I went, um, it was a school in London, South East, like not far from Elephant and Castle. Okay. And was it a state comprehensive school? State, I believe. comprehensive school,
0: yeah. Yeah. And what, what were you um what were you studying for your GCSEs
1: oh can I even remember that um so obviously I studied the normal English um science and maths I believe I did history yeah I really liked history um yeah. French <laughs> that was interesting I can't speak French up until this day which is terrible yeah. <laughs> um what else did I take? I took drama because we I went to a performing art school, so drama was part of it as well. Yeah. And then I think I took um, design and technology. Yeah. Beauty, yeah, yeah.
0: From my okay. room.
1: Yeah. Took, yeah. And um,
0: what happened? So you got your GCSEs. And mm-hmm. um, what happened from there? College? Yeah. Sixth form? something Yeah, else? so
1: um, after secondary school, I basically after secondary school I had like a mindset shift um when I entered into college I was just like I'm not gonna sit back and wait for opportunities to come to me I'm gonna mm-hmm. go and get go out and get there because um go out and get them sorry because I remember in secondary school just feeling a bit left out like oh why am I not getting these opportunities but I just told myself um, college I'm gonna go and get it um so I went to a sixth form college um yeah I took very random subjects, but I have, it made sense to me at that point. So normally people would take subjects to help them get into the university course or the career that they want to go on to. But with me, I wanted to do lots of different things. I think at one point I wanted to be a midwife. Then another point, I just wanted to be an author. Another point, I just wanted to travel the world. So I couldn't really decide what subjects I wanted to do in that aspect. So Mm -hmm. I ended up going for psychology because I was just interested in psychology. I ended up going for history because I did really well in um, secondary school. I loved history. And then my last two subjects was where it gets a bit random. So the first two are A-levels and the other two are B-tech. So I took hospitality B-tech because I was actually thinking, so when you get to uni, you normally have to, you know, get a part-time job, you know, just to live your best life so I was thinking um most people tend to go for hospitality jobs so I was thinking if I get a qualification in that I'll be ahead of the crowd and um yeah give myself a head start so I decided to go for hospitality and it actually paid off in the end I'll tell you why later and then I took health and social care because um, I'm a carer for my parents and I just was interested in like you know caring for people and just learning more about that so yeah. I basically took my subjects based off on my likes and my needs instead of on like a career aspect because I didn't really know what I wanted to do.
0: Yeah. It's um what's really striking there for me was that um that I went to a six form evening last night for my daughter. And that was really enlightening for me. And it was great to see the option to do BTEx rather than only A levels, which was the only option that I had. Um, and that you selected something where you thought if I go to uni I will need to work so I will get myself head there I don't think many people think like that and I think that, <laughs> that speaks to your uh, I don't know that's just a really smart way of thinking
1: I think so oh, you, thank take you. A, I, I, at that time I thought maybe I was being a bit silly but it actually really paid off yeah. in the end, because um, I'm not sure if you want me to go into how I got into Microsoft.
0: We will come there in a sec. Yeah. I have <laughs> a brief question in between, you know, and I was leading yeah. you down the path there. Um, so I have two questions. One of the questions is, have you always been a carer for your parents? Or is this something that happened as you became a teenager? Or
1: Yeah, so um, I started caring for my parents mainly in college. Mm-hmm. so first and second year so I've not always been a carer but became a young carer in college yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. and um was university ever discussed by your college tutors or expected Is it discussed within your family
1: yeah university was just a natural um stage to progress onto for me as as I was growing up or in college as well like it wasn't like imposed onto me by my parents it's just something I always just thought yeah Mm -hmm. after college you go to uni so it was always a plan for me to go to uni Um, Mm -hmm. but then I think first year of college I was burnt out I wasn't really doing well because I was kind of struggling to manage my responsibilities as a carer and at school so I decided I was going to take a gap year because I think um, I'm not sure when you start applying, but it's in between first and second year of college. So yeah, when that time came, I was just like, I'm not ready to go to uni yet, straight yeah. away. I still want to go, but I need a break, I need a pause.
0: Yeah, yeah. And um did you or do you get any support? So as a young carer who is also studying, what support did you
1: have access to? At that time, I really didn't know what was out there for me. Mm. Um, so at that time it was just basically just me my family just managing um but now I know there's like so many different supports and organizations out there to help young carers but at the time I really didn't know it was just a whole new experience whole new world to me
0: yeah gosh are you just no wonder you burnt out you're working and working it's a lot I'm working yeah it's a lot what did you do with your
1: gap year So in my gap year, instead of me, you know, traveling the world and living my best (laughs) life, I um, basically after college, I didn't really get the best of grades and I wasn't too happy about it. So in my gap year, I decided that I was going to boost up my grades and you know get more qualifications. And at that time, um, I was really keen on setting up a social enterprise to help improve young people's well-being. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> um, so I stumbled across an internship at Santander. So I took that for a bit. And then I also stumbled across a business admin apprenticeship um, with a company called Step Forward. Um, so I did that for my gap year instead. Um, instead of working but um yeah so I took the business admin but I found that later that it was actually level three so it wasn't actually enough to boost up my grades anyways oh. to go to uni so at that point I kind of was like yep uni' is not happening let's just let it go um so it was actually after my gap year I was just a bit lost I was just like okay what do I do and at that time I kind of discovered my desire and curiosity for coding um, because towards the end of my um, business admin apprenticeship I started to work pretty closely with the tech team to automate some of their admin tools because they had grown a lot as a company and I just really felt fell in love with the impacts that they made of just like building programs both internally and externally and I really wanted to get involved with that So when my apprenticeship finished and when my gap year finished, um, basically for a year, I was unemployed, not in education, not doing like nothing career wise. But during Mm -hmm. that year, I, this is when the hospitality qualification kicked in because I was Uh able to pick up, um, you know, waitressing jobs and bartending jobs. I really cool like agency, which allowed me to work in really cool venues. Mm -hmm. And on the side, I would also just attend any and every um, networking event to do with technology that I could find. Um, mm-hmm. So that's when I found out about all these organizations that were out there um, and all these opportunities that were out there. Um, yeah. And how did you? So you mentioned there you'd kind of stumbled across
0: an apprenticeship and stumbled across something else, and then you found these networking groups. But I get the sense that that didn't just sort of happen. You didn't, you know, like you say, you did take a gap year where I sat on the beach yeah. know, and did full moon parties and got a tattoo. Um, You worked and studied, so you kind of had a uni experience of working and studying. Um How did you stumble across these things? How did you find them?
1: Okay, so with the internship um, at Santander, I found out about it because during college, I did a summer program with a company called NCS.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um okay. So they, I think they just take your board and like help you to improve your skills and you get to sort of like experience really cool things. Yeah, um, yeah. So I basically stayed on their email list and occasionally they will like email out opportunities. And one of them was, well, two of them was the internship and the apprenticeship. So that's how I found out about those. Yeah. Um, and with the networking events, it was through just so the first one I found out about was because I just expressed my interest in coding at work during my business admin program I was just like I really I'm interested in this do you know any organizations or events that are out there and that led me to my first event and then from then I would basically do the same thing so I would attend these events and basically just tell people I want to learn how to code I want to learn how to know how to get into the tech industry but I don't know how do you know of any opportunities out there and to my surprise many people knew of so many things that were out there so I just continued doing that I continued asking questions and not beating around the bush and I just found out about all these opportunities through that way.
0: And and do you think that in some respects your um, interest in drama and your um, work in hospitality and being around people and to do that is there are lots of people who are I don't know know in their 50s or have been working for 30 years or those people that that would be a terrifying idea to go yeah. into a big networking event and say hi <laughs> yeah
1: you- it was I don't know where the boldness came from I guess at that point I just really had nothing to lose and I guess yeah those experience and exposure that I did have played into it um but don't get me wrong it was nervous at like times you know like you're literally there by yourself um speaking to complete strangers but it did really help me build my confidence up and because I knew it was working because I was getting more exposed to more Opportunities. I just continued doing it, but at points I would get discouraged because I'd be like, "Okay, I'm attending all of these events, and I'm not really seeing the results." But little did I know that what I was doing in that year was setting up a really strong foundation for me for later on. So yes, it's it's a good thing I didn't give up because it was really hard to you know be a young carer, not in education, not in employment, and basically at that point I just felt as if my life was over. I'd failed in life, but no, it was just starting.
0: Yeah, phenomenal. Um, so you are learning to code. How? So how do you get from going to networking events and saying, yeah. "Excuse me, could you find me an opportunity?" <laughs> to to finding yourself starting a degree apprenticeship at yeah. the biggest software yeah. <laughs> company
1: in the world. Tell me. So um, from those networking um, events I found out about an organization I found about many organizations one was called Code First Girls so I took their HTML, CSS and JavaScript course with them. Um, I also found out about STEMETs um, and they provide mentoring programs so I got my first mentor and that mentoring experience was so powerful because basically I remember telling, I remember meeting my mentor for the first time and then telling her, oh I'm trying to learn how to code and I told her all the things I was doing and then she stops me and she was like, no you're not trying, you're actually doing it and that just kind of just changed everything for me. So um, yeah, mentoring program, Mr. Metz and then also I found out about a organization called Codebar which provide free coding workshops so you get to meet up with a coach and basically start from beginner or any level that you're at and just learn a language and yeah. what was really cool about Codebar is that they hosted their workshops at different comp- um, different organizations that were normally keen to get like junior engineers into their company mm-hmm. and that one of the workshops was at Makers Academy at makers academy they provide a um an intensive coding boot camp to basically train you to become a software engineer so at one of the workshops that i attended i was at makers academy it was so funny because i was so close to not attending that workshop because everything was going so wrong that day i was late i didn't know where the venue was i was just so close to going home but lucky i didn't i went coded for two hours and then at the end of that um, workshop um, an ambassador from Makers Academy was there and they was like we've got this exclusive opportunity for you to basically take our coding boot camp for free it's normally eight thousand wow. pounds and also basically then um, get your first um, software engineering job and also get a level four software engineering qualification and get paid for it. And I just remembered looking <laughs> yeah, around yeah. the room, thinking, has anyone just heard what I've just heard? This is literally what I've been looking for. And it was actually towards the end of my towards the end of the year. Um so mm-hmm. after my apprenticeship, that whole year, I hadn't nothing had really happened. So just to get that opportunity right towards the end of the year, I was just like, oh my gosh, I have nothing to lose. I'm going to go for it. What's the worst that could happen? They say no, I move yeah. on. So mm-hmm. I went for it and I got the opportunity to take their bootcamp and take their um, level four software engineering and then get my first tech job as a software engineer. Um, So after that whole experience, it was like a year and a half, I was still keen to, you know, learn more because I felt as if I'd been given like a slice of the pizza. And I was I was normally like always curious. So I wanted to kind of understand how everything works in the industry better. So I was keen to still continue my studies, even though I didn't really have to, because I had gotten a qualification and I was a year into my job as a software engineer. So I could have easily just stayed there and leveled up um so I remember again I went around asking the connections that I had made through my gap year and do all those networking events um asking them do they know of any opportunities for me to like still learn and just yeah. still you know get the exposure in the tech industry and one of the um girls that I spoke to was Holly and she was someone that I met on um after my STEMETS mentoring program because we went to Florida together for the Grace Hopper conference because we had won a competition. So I met her there and then we still stayed in touch. So I remember reaching out to her and she works at Microsoft, by the way. So I remember reaching out to her saying, hey, Holly, I'm interested in like still continuing my studies and still like getting more exposure within the tech industry. And then she was like, have you ever thought about working at Microsoft? And I was like, no, not really. (laughs) Um, I didn't really even imagine myself in the tech industry, yet alone at Microsoft. But she was yeah. like, no, you'd be, you, I think you'd be really good here. And I was like, OK, sure. <laughs> um, so she then ended up um, introducing me to um, another apprentice, degree apprentice who does a cloud solution architect role. And that was my first introduction into the role. I had I didn't even know it existed. Um, But after speaking to her and just finding about what she does, I was just like, this is literally what I'm looking for. It's a perfect opportunity. And from then, the the two girls just went above and beyond to introduce me to the right people. Um, I got my application fast tracked and I ended up getting the opportunity to work at Microsoft on their degree apprenticeship program. So that's how I got here. (laughs) Very long journey. But just to summarize, I took a gap year. Did a business admin, yeah. then a level four software engineering, and then my level six. Um,
0: just making some notes here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the question that I had for you was, um, which fascinated me. So you would learn you would learn to code. What language yeah. do you code in? By the way.
1: So, in the beginning, it was a bit of everything because I, I didn't know what I was doing. But when I went to um, Makers and I did a coding bootcamp, we started off in Ruby's on Rails. So, we yeah, stuck to yeah. that for a while. And then, because we had this strong foundation in that, I was then able to pick up other languages so quickly. So, like, I was able to pick up like Python in a day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. So, started off doing a bit of everything like yeah. HTML, CSS, JavaScript. Yeah. And so then, it doesn't
0: matter that you don't speak French because you've got all these programming exactly. languages. No, exactly.
1: speak programming languages. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, You've done all this, but you didn't think you would end up working in tech. So, no,
1: it was that's never my plan.
0: Fascinating.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like I, like I mentioned in the beginning, my plan was to actually set up my own social enterprise yeah. to help improve young people's well-being, but
0: yeah,
1: Life but had other the, plans. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but there's an element, there's an element of that that I'm going to ask you about. Um, With your uh, role at Microsoft, um, how far in are you and uh,
1: where are you in terms of securing your degree? So I'm a year and a bit into my role at Microsoft and my degree so I'm nearly done with my first year of my undergrad so I finish my first year I think at the end of January or no actually at the end of March because that's when my last module for level four finishes um so I've got quite a long way to go but literally a year has gone by so quickly and the way I've just grown is just it's crazy like Yeah. yeah it's been a really great opportunity so far here at Microsoft.
0: And how will that work over the course of your apprenticeship? Do you uh, rotate throughout the business or how does it work?
1: Yeah, so... In my role specifically, I don't necessarily rotate, so I'm, I'm a cloud solution architect. But yeah. um, what's amazing with Microsoft is that um, because the company is always evolving and changing, there's so many rooms and opportunities to explore different areas, especially in my role. Like there's different aspects of it. So there's infrastructure, there's data and AI. And right now I'm more focused on the app dev space. But who knows, yeah. maybe... In a year's time, I'll be more towards the networking side of things. So, in my role itself, there's room to explore and grow and specialize in an area. But in terms of the degree itself, I'm a cloud solution architect for the year, yeah. for the course of my degree. Yeah.
0: yeah. Do you think, um, what would the girl that you were at secondary
1: school? What would she say? She'll be like, "No way!" <laughs> 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 no, I think she wouldn't even be able to recognize me because I've completely changed and grown and mm. just become so much more confident and so much more bold and mm. yeah, just I've really gone for it. So I think she'll be proud, but really, really shocked. I'm still even shocked right now that I'm here. So yeah, yeah, but and I it's think also she'll be proud.
0: It, it, you get. So your path is, is kind of there. You said you knew you would go to uni.
1: Yeah, exactly. But the
0: path, but the path is, has just been different. So you're now in a position where you are working, you're being paid yeah. you get to study as well yeah you will get your
1: degree Agree, yeah and you'll also be several years into a in, yeah this way is even so much more better and I remain yeah. debt free as well thanks to the degree apprenticeship so it actually yeah. worked out even better than it was supposed to like it was like a full circle moment it took me a while but you yeah. got yeah. there in the end yeah
0: and talk to me about so you said you wanted to set up a social enterprise yeah and from where we spoke before this interview and from what you said you're a busy person you like to do <laughs> lots of things so you yeah. are helping young people aren't you
1: yeah so again it's all sort of coming together nicely um mm-hmm. so outside of work I have a platform called Anomalies Foundation um I started off that platform because I wanted to you know share my tech journey and just try and encourage other people to show them that you know there's not just the only traditional route that you can take there's there's many other routes you can take to get to a destination but it's really evolved so now like I run um um, a session called Industry Insights, where I um, interview women in STEM careers who are like really doing well to kind of just bring more visibility to the opportunities that are out there in the industry. Because I remember um, when I was first starting off, I didn't know what was out there, I didn't know what I could do. So I'm using this as a way to like help make people's journey a bit more smoother. Um, mm. Yeah, so I have that platform and I just share my journey, still share my journey, still share any information opportunities that I come across. Mm-hmm. But I have that. So yeah, I'm quite heavily involved in the um, career, just trying to encourage as many people as I can to just trust in their journey. Um, I'm a believer, so trust in God as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just show them what's out there because things are out there, but we're just not all seeing the same thing.
0: Yeah. And and is there a significance in the word anomalies?
1: yeah I definitely am so I came across that um term in my science class in secondary school um, and at at that time it was because you know we're doing experiments and would normally like take um take the experiment three times to find like the odd results and the odd results was called the anomaly but I can't remember when I was just very, very curious about that word so I ended up googling it one day and it was it meant something that deviates from what is normal standard or expected and I literally feel as if that is me to the T whether it's my life journey my story um, like just everything that I've been through I definitely resonate with that term as an anomaly Um, something that's unique so that's where the name came from and then foundation is because basically the whole gap year how I set a strong foundation ah. so I have a unique foundation basically um which yeah. I hope to also encourage other people to have by trusting in their journey because you never know where you would end up in life true um
0: and I watched uh so my son used to watch a lot of unboxing videos yeah uh way well, to watch people unbox trainers uh I watched your unboxing video on LinkedIn oh. nice last <laughs> week. And I loved it tell me what I was, was so in silly box? in that video <laughs> I liked it a lot though so you recently won an award is that right what what yes
1: yeah it's crazy uh still very grateful for it um so it was a tech woman 100 award um mm-hmm. just I, yeah I really can't believe I won that award it's crazy but yeah they basically picked a hundred women who are you know making a difference within the industry who are trying to encourage more people to get into the industry especially women and yeah just an award to basically just bring more recognition to people in the industry so I'm very very grateful that I got the award still surprised because like I said this whole journey is just it's just it was just so unexpected not planned at all so when these things happen I'm just like oh my gosh this is crazy fantastic
0: and what advice would you have? So obviously you've got Anomalies Foundation. I know it's on Instagram. I'll put the link in the show notes. I'll share the link. Um, and there's lots of advice for people on there. Yeah. Um, what what has kind of served you best throughout this past, or I don't know, five, I'm trying to think, yeah, five, six, seven years? What's the thing that you believe is? served you well in every, every step of the way do you think
1: yeah um for me um I'm a believer so I definitely believe God number one is who has brought me this far and his grace has definitely helped me to keep on going through the many many downs and roller mm-hmm. coasters that I've been on through life so that's yeah. definitely number one mm-hmm. um and I guess with me, like I have an all or nothing mindset. So once I put my mind to something, it's just like, mm. you're gonna go for it. Yeah. Until you get what you want. <laughs> yeah. So it's just that that um resilience, I guess, that perseverance to just keep on going has also mm. really helped me to just yeah, persevere and continue. So those are the main two, really God and just my resilience.
0: And uh What's next then? Because <laughs> I don't What's believe next? I don't believe that this is it. What's your um kind of longer term aspiration? Or have you got any ideas based on what you've seen so
1: far? Um, it's such a good question. I never really know how to answer it. Um, obviously, I'd love to finish my um, degree. I don't think I'm. I've, I'm done learning. Um, I learned a very long time ago that um, education doesn't only just take place in a classroom. Mm. So I think I'm definitely going to continue learning in some way, shape, or form. Um, I would love to definitely make more contribution to like the tech industry. So mm. currently, right now, I'm working on this app actually for my dad. Um, he's very tech savvy, but um, yeah. obviously he has a few um, disability issues which stops him from utilizing his phone and using his phone. So I want to create an app that, you know, basically he's hard of hearing, but he I've learned to adjust my pitch to a pitch that he hears so I want to find out what my pitch is and then whenever he's speaking to someone on the phone, adjust their pitch if it's not within you know my pitch range. I don't know how that's going to happen I'm still working on that so if there's anyone listening to that listening to this that can help me reach out to Mm -hmm. me um so there's that just making some form of contribution to the tech industry whether it's encouraging more people to get into it or um you know building or creating something will definitely be cool but other than that I honestly don't know I'm just here for the ride (laughs) wherever god takes me uh yeah i'll be happy with so who knows i may be in a completely different industry by the end of this you never know but i think i think i'm gonna be in tech for a while
0: (laughs) well i'll personally i will be watching with interest yeah Um, it's been absolutely brilliant really motivating for me and inspiring to hear you share what you've been able to achieve so far so thank you very much
1: for joining me today queer thank you for the opportunity honestly really appreciate it
0: thank you for listening to university challenged with me Tony kent and my special guest aquia apia j if you enjoyed this episode if you're enjoying the series please do share it with someone that you know like and trust and thank you very much for taking the time to tune in